Time now to take a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This is Abby Ward reporting. IKM Manning's basketball game tomorrow is the annual Coaches vs. Cancer fundraising event. The Western Iowa Conference has been hosting games all week in honor of those fighting the battle against cancer while raising money to donate to such causes. IKM Manning Assistant Principal and Athletic Director Corey McCarville says student council and and student council sponsor Beth Haggardorn has done an outstanding job organizing and fundraising for the cancer event and the WIC for making this a conference-wide event to help raise even more money. There's a variety of things that are going to happen at halftime. We're going to do a pass-the-bucket event where they're going to pass around a bucket and all the proceeds will go to the American Cancer Society. We're doing a half-court shot at halftime of the girls' game. So we're just working very hard, very diligently to raise money and raise awareness for cancer awareness and the American Cancer Society. McCarville says the IKM Manning District has a personal tie in cancer fundraising and could not be more honored to help other cancer patients. Um, For us, it's very special because we had a former IKM Manning coach, Larry Blake, pass away from cancer. So the class of 2010 is donating $500 to the American Cancer Society in Coach Blake's honor. We're going to give a little presentation to Coach Blake's family. A lot of his family's coming back for the event, so we're just going to try to recognize them and the great work that he did. In conjunction with the Coaches vs. Cancer event, the IKM Manning FFA alumni will also be holding a spaghetti fundraiser to support funds to support scholarship opportunities for FFA members. The supper will start at 4.30 p.m. and run until 7 p.m. in the high school cafeteria. The meal will consist of spaghetti with either Alfredo or red sauce, a lettuce salad, garlic bread, or an assortment of bars. Dine-in, carry-out, and delivery in the city limits of Manning are available. For the delivery option, call or text 712-790-7796 by 6 p.m. Again, the IKM Manning Coaches vs. Cancer and the FFA Alumni Spaghetti Supper will start at 4 p.m. tomorrow night at the high school. A group of Carroll residents referring to themselves as all cultures are equal says they are actively working to make Carroll a more welcoming place to people of different ethnic and cultural backgrounds. The group started meeting informally nearly two years ago to assist Ukrainians displaced by the Russian invasion. Jim Friel, who sits upon the group's 13-member steering committee, says they broadened their target demographic as they met further. The thought process was that's when the war was starting to take place. Is this something that we should be proactive with or be prepared in case refugees start coming into the state of Iowa? From there, there was some interest on what we can do for a refugee program. A second meeting took place about two months after that. As we're at the meeting, individuals start bringing up, well, why are we looking at just Ukrainian refugees? Is this something that we should be looking at for all refugees or immigrants coming into the state or even into our community? It was informal from April of 2022 to current. It was a group of individuals that would only meet maybe three times a year and just talk about what is the right approach, not only for individuals coming to our community, but also for our community. It became apparent Carol was ill-equipped to handle refugees due to language barriers, differences in faith backgrounds, and more. Instead, the group shifted its focus on finding ways to support newcomers to Carol who don't fit the traditional mold. If you go back to look at Carol maybe in the 50s and 60s compared to where Carol is today, we are progressing. And we just want to make sure we stay proactive on making all feel welcome in our community 
And if there's things that we can do to assist, we definitely want to look at that. We want to promote right now to ensure that we can retain and also recruit additional folks to help in our community. Friel says recruit does not mean relocating busloads of immigrants and dropping them off in Carroll. He says companies like Pella transport workers to their facility here in town from an hour plus away to work, and then they return home to spend the wages they earn here in other places. If you drive down Highway 30 here in Carroll, how many openings do we have for positions? How are we going to go ahead and fill those positions? And then you hear from Iowa Economic Development that of working age, only 64 to 68% of the workforce is working. Where is the disconnect in those figures there? And why do we have so many more openings? So in order for us to go ahead and continue maybe growing Carroll or maintaining a certain level of growth in Carroll, we're going to need additional workforce, uh, whether it is through an H-2A program for farmers or whether it is individuals coming into our community, regardless of their nationality or ethnic background. It's just saying, hey, we want all good people that want to be in our community here. Friel says this effort is still in its very early stages and they have many problems to solve. The housing stock is already tight for current residents and that is just a starting point. Friel says they are just looking to get the ball rolling to see what is possible. It's such a broad topic. We're trying to figure out what we need for our community. That's why we're forming a steering committee. What do we need, if anything, for our community? How do we assist our employers? How do we assist our schools? How do we help individuals that maybe want to move to Carroll network with people, such as the churches and the schools, where they can feel comfortable? I use the word safe, but feel like they're part of the community. Friel adds they are still just getting started and don't even have a firm goal set as of yet. He says they haven't started developing housing plans or workforce integration guidelines. Friel says they want to have the community involved and to be transparent. And we have more people that just want to be involved, want to get the facts, want to get the knowledge. But if they want to be involved, just have them reach out to me and they can email me. They can contact me. All are welcome. His contact points are included with this story online. A Chardin woman was killed yesterday afternoon after crashing during a high-speed pursuit in Woodbury County. According to the Iowa State Patrol, 40-year-old Melissa Theed of Chardin refused to yield to law enforcement when they attempted to conduct a routine traffic stop at approximately 4.30 p.m. on a 2001 PT Cruiser for speeding within the Sioux City limits. Authorities terminated the pursuit due to the high rate of speed and the erratic manner in which Theed was driving. Police say she continued to flee until she collided with the rear end of a 2012 Dodge Ram 1500 operated by 29-year-old Hector Alavarez Colazo of Sioux City. The Theed vehicle then rolled and collided with the 2018 Ford Edge driven by 36-year-old Tracy Kellen of Sioux City. Theed was transported to Mercy One Hospital by Sioux City Fire and EMS but died due to the injuries sustained in the crash. Colazzo sustained minor injuries while Kellen was unhurt in the crash. In response to the continued high demand for petroleum products in the Midwest, Governor Kim Reynolds has extended the proclamation that eases regulations regarding fuel transportation. The declaration aims to address the challenges faced by citizens in assessing various fuel products, particularly heating fuels necessary for residential heating, especially in rural areas. 
The governor's declaration includes temporarily suspending certain hours of service regulations for crews and drivers delivering gasoline, diesel fuel, kerosene, ethanol, biodiesel, and residential heating fuels such as propane and natural gas. The original order, which was put into effect on January 10th, now expires February 8th, unless extended for or terminated earlier. The proclamation in its entirely can be found included with this story on our website. And that has been your first half of your evening news here on KCIM. We will be back for more after these messages. At Brinks Cabinets and Designs, we know your home or business is as unique as you are. That's why we offer an extensive selection of cabinet options to choose from. Our designer, Michelle Simons, who has a degree in constructional engineering, will make sure that your cabinets have been truly customized for your space. Find us online at BrinksCabinet.com or stop by the showroom and see the samples in person. Brinks Cabinets and Design on the east side of Carroll. Tune in every Friday morning and afternoon for Night News. It gives you a look at what's new each week at the Kemper Catholic Schools. Tune in for Night News right here. Brought to you by Haley Equipment and Home Care and Career Options. Go Night! Trust Lens Insurance and Grinnell Mutual to offer you affordable insurance options. Like everything else, insurance costs are increasing. But we have options that don't break the bank. We'll protect your future and your wallet with specialized affordable coverage. We'll make sure you're covered so you can trust in tomorrow. Contact Lens Insurance, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at 792-1700 or find us online at lensre.com. This is Abby Ward with the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. But first, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast and some weather facts. So tonight, we're looking at widespread, dense fog, mainly between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m., otherwise cloudy with a low around 32. And we are in a dense fog advisory tonight into tomorrow morning. Friday, areas of dense fog before noon, then patchy dense fog after 5 p.m., otherwise cloudy with a high near 34. Friday night, patchy fog, otherwise cloudy with a low around 27. Saturday is going to be patchy fog before 11 a.m., otherwise partly sunny with a high near 34. And Saturday night is going to be mostly cloudy with a low around 24. Yesterday's high temperature was 35 degrees, while yesterday's low was 32. Uh, Sunrise tomorrow will be at 7.39 a.m., and record high was set back in 2002 with 58 degrees, while record low was set back in 1972 with negative 19. Record precipitation was... And now let's take a look at your evening news. White Rock Conservancy in Coon Rapids kicks off the first event for their 20th anniversary this weekend. White Rock is acknowledging the big milestone with 20 scheduled events throughout the year to engage the public in the beautiful landscapes and recreational opportunities offered. This Saturday, Liz Garst will be giving a presentation about the history of White Rock. Executive Director Kate Zimmerman says there is no better way to kick off the 20th year celebration but by learning how White Rock got its start all those years ago. Having a nice kickoff to talk about the history of White Rock and how it got founded and the choices the family made to gift it to the public. The program begins at 10 a.m. at the Burr Oak Visitor Center located off Highway 141 east of Coon Rapids. Zimmerman says Liz will talk about a little We'll talk a little bit about everything, especially about the visit from Nikita Khrushchev back in 1959 to the Garst Farm. 
She'll talk about the history of the Garst family and Garcid, a little bit about the history of her family acquiring the properties, and then how they went about establishing White Rock and gifting it. Everyone is welcome to attend the event this Saturday, and no registration is required. Zimmerman says to be sure to follow White Rock Conservancy's social media pages to stay up to date on the following events throughout the year. And the entire White Rock Conservancy organization is excited to celebrate with everyone. The Catholic Diocese of Sioux City announced today that the Lumen will no longer be offered printed copies of the newspaper effective July 1st of this year. The decision came from a number of paid subscriptions dropping 9 to 11 percent annually, but a trend was noticed of an increase in online and social media traffic due to the free Loom Notes e-newsletter. The Pew Research Center published a report back in 20, November of 2023 discovering only 5% of adults prefer printed news, while 58% received news from digital sources like news websites and apps, web searches, social media, and podcasts. With numerous other Catholic dioceses ceasing printing of their newspaper, Lumen Media wanted to follow the trend findings from the survey and offer their news electronically at no cost to viewers. Bishop Walker Nicholas says it was clear to us that the diocese needed to make a shift to effectively reach more demographics. I am grateful for the guidance of the board members and staff to help us transition to a contemporary communications delivery model. Bishop Nicholas adds, I know this change will be difficult for some of us as we adjust to the new realities of digital communication. I am hopeful that many more people will be able to hear and experience the good news of the gospel in a new and refreshing way. The last physical edition of the Lumen will be published on June 27, 2024. According to the latest report from the Iowa Department of Agriculture and AAA Iowa, fuel prices mainly held steady over the past week. As of Wednesday, January 24th, the, regular, the price of regular unleaded gasoline averaged $2.75 per gallon across the state, two cents higher than last week and 51 cents below prices from a year ago. The national average climbed to one cent to $3.10 per gallon, Retail diesel prices in Iowa were unchanged from $3.59 per gallon. This time last year, diesel averaged $4.24 per gallon. Iowa prices remain $0.33 below the current national average of $3.92 per gallon. Wholesale ethanol held steady at $2.16. In heating fuels, propane prices went up $0.01 cent to $1.57 per gallon, while home heating oil jumped $0.18 cents to $3.01 per gallon. And natural gas prices at the Henry Hub reporting site slid $0.18 cents to $2.65 per MMBTU. Governor Kim Reynolds says she has no role in the investigation of alleged legal, illegal sport betting among college athletes in Ames and Iowa City. During an interview with Radio Iowa Today, Reynolds says state law requires the Division of Criminal Investigation through the Iowa Department of Public Safety to monitor sports gaming in Iowa. So by code, this is their job to do that. Uh, they don't check with me when they're doing uh, their job uh, as well as it should be. They shouldn't be running any of that through me. 
Last May, officials at Iowa State University and the University of Iowa announced dozens of athletes at the University of Iowa and Iowa State University have been caught up in the DCI's investigation of underage wagering, as well as betting on teams of their own schools. Court documents released this week allege a whistleblower in the DCI says he was misled about the investigation and asked to be re-signed after another agent congratulated him on getting an athlete to confess. Reynolds declined to comment on those allegations. This is probably going to end up in the court, so I am going to have to be very careful with what I, you know, how I respond to that. But ultimately, we'll get some answers. I need to be very careful. I, I've seen that go wrong with too many governors before me, and then you're part of the, the hearings. According to Reynolds, the state's public safety commissioner is getting ready to provide some information about the investigation. A spokesperson for the commissioner was not immediately available. And that has been a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting. I hope you guys have a great evening.